of victory. And I just want to share with you, um, we have an awesome time here on Wednesday nights. It's Passion and Prayer. And what it is is um, a time of sharing um, that something, 10, 15 to 20 minutes maybe, of, of something that is going to encourage you to be passionate in your walk with the Lord. Okay, and pursue God to a greater degree. But then we have a time of prayer, of of practicing what we've learned, of of soaking in God's presence. And so with that said, I I taught on Wednesday night and then we um, sat in God's presence and his presence was thick. It was really, really powerful. And uh, while I was kneeling down here, um, I saw the most weirdest vision. I saw myself like a kid roll in snow. I saw myself right here, and I saw myself roll in snow. And I was like, now what is that, Lord? You know, it's not like a typical vision. And I saw myself roll in snow, and I heard the Lord speak to me. And he said, you're rolling into a new season. And then he said, it's a season of victory for you and your family. Hallelujah. Um, I asked the Lord, season of victory. I always ask questions so I can know more. A season of victory. What do you mean, Lord? <laughs> I mean, I can assume what victory means, but what do you mean by season of victory? And I heard his response as clear as day. And mind you, you are my family. So this word is not for me and my family. This is for me and my family. Okay? Um, <clears throat> His response was so clear. He said, there's a time and a season. There's a, and he started to say this scripture. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. And he, then he respond, proceeded to, to respond to my question, what do you mean season of victory? And he said, and this is your season or time of victory. Amen. So hallelujah. So then I heard him say, this is cool because he like, he punned it. He said, tis the season of victory. And I thought that was funny because he knows we're celebrating Christmas right now. And he's like, tis the season of victory. And I was like, there's my message title. Um, so let's just talk about victory today. Let's just talk about and look at what God's telling us for today, for this season that we're approaching and that we're in. I'm so excited. I was in tears on and off as I was studying the word this morning because he's speaking directly to our hearts. And I quickly pulled Austin aside, and, and I knew the answer already, but I just wanted to know. I said, do you know what I'm speaking on today? Um, after he got up here and exhorted a little bit, and he's like, no, what? And I was like, okay, that's what I figured. Um, because he exhorted on that God's giving us victory. <laughs> and I was like, Clayton, do you think he knows? And he's like, probably not. <laughs> but the spirit knows, amen. And I love that confirmation. So, so awesome. So let's look at victory. Victory can be defined as an overcoming or winning in a competition or a struggle over an opponent. Victory is, 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 um, is winning over difficult problems. The Bible teaches that we already have the victory. It's already been given to us. Yes. Amen. 
In 1 John 5, 4, he says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It's our faith through Jesus Christ and what he did for us when he nailed death, hell, and the grave upon the cross. Amen. He got the keys. He got the keys. And so today we're talking about that we have victory in Christ Jesus and what he did for us. And and we're looking at that this is the season that we are starting today. We are starting a season of victory as of today. What's the date today? Somebody. 18th? 17th. December 17th, 2023, you started a season of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, let me read this. To every season there is a time and a purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which was planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get, a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate. A time of war and there is a time of peace. If you haven't realized already, in this life there are seasons, right? There are seasons and there are times, and not all of them are exciting. <laughs> Some of them are, are um, you know, sadness and sorrow and, and times of, of people passing away. And, and there's seasons of tests and trials. Have you experienced any of that before, right? But it's so exciting when you get to hear that it's a time of victory, Hallelujah, a time of victory, a time of winning over the tests and the trials, hallelujah. We can get excited that God today is declaring over me and over my family today as I'm speaking to you. This is your season of victory for you and your family, hallelujah. When God speaks something, he watches over the word that he has spoken to perform it in your life. It is not our job to fulfill what God has spoken. It is his job to fulfill what he has spoken. It is our job just to simply come into agreement with our heart and with our mouth and release it over the situation. Hallelujah. Can I see through my tears of joy? We know, we know that there's, there's times that we walk through a shadow or a valley of, of, of death. But we don't have to fear because the victor is with us all along. Hallelujah. Let's read that. Let's, uh, Psalms 23, 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd to feed and guide and shield me. I shall not want He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my life and my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, it happens. We live in this world, and Jesus warned us, in this life there will be trouble, but take heart. 
for I have already overcome the world. I have already overcome death, hell, and the grave. So there is trouble. You will be faced with trials and circumstances, but take heart for I am with you. I'm close beside you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I have overcome that situation. Hallelujah. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Even though sometimes it may look like you're not victorious or maybe even feels like you're not victorious over a certain situation in your family, or in your lives. Believe that God's word will not return void, and he is declaring to you today over your situation, over your family, that victory is yours. Victory is yours, and this is the season for it, for you, your family, and your household. Let's look at what he told the people in Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. He says, so... Be strong and courageous and take this personally. God's speaking to you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them or before your situation or before your enemy. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Then Moses called for Joshua and all of Israel watched, and he said to him, Be strong and courageous. I'm sorry, I'm just taking this very personally. <laughs> Speak to my heart. Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors that he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you or abandon you. Do we need to be afraid? Do we need to be tormented? Do we need to feel depressed or abandoned when the great I am, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who defeated death, hell, and the grave? Do we need to fear what man may do to us because the Lord our God is with us wherever we go? He goes before us. He goes alongside of us. And he is in us, the greater one. He is with us. There's nothing we need to allow. Don't give the enemy the time of day. Don't give them the satisfaction of getting depressed because of the lies he's spewing out of his mouth or because of the turmoil or trials he's trying to cause you to be distracted from the assignment. Don't give him the satisfaction of allowing you to be moved from keeping your eyes focused upon Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 
this is the message for this coming year. This is the word for this coming year. It's victory. Romans 8, 5, 8, 35 through 39. <sighs> Nothing's going to keep us from God's promises. Literally written in my message, Austin spoke verbatim. Nothing is going to keep us from the promises that God gave. And this promise today is the promise of victory. We win. The answer is we win. The battle has already been predestined. We win. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 35 through 39 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Now, does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or destitute or are we in danger or threatened by death? Now, these things may happen. Does it mean he no longer loves us? And does it mean that we're no longer victorious? No. He says this. He says, as the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these overwhelming, these, these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from Christ's love, neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither fears of today or worries of tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ that is revealed in Christ our Lord Jesus. So what he's saying here is that no matter what troubles you see, no matter what storms may arise, no matter what temptations or attacks of the enemy may come, because Paul says it's happening. People are falling on the side of us and on the right of us and on the left of us. They're dying all around us. We see it happen. We're in a, a, corrupt, you know, a corrupted world, right? But we are a part of Jesus, the incorruptible, hallelujah, and the one who got the victory. And he's saying, so no matter what, Christ still loves us and you still have the victory through him. You still come out on top. In Revelations 1.18, it says, and the ever-living one. I think we need to realize that he is the one who was, literally, and is, and is to come. The ever-living one. He saw before you approached this time that you would approach this time. And he also sees that you're going to overcome it. He's going to bring you through that storm. Amen? He spoke to the disciples about the storm. He's like, let's go over to the other side. He knew the storm was going to come. He knew. Let's go over to the other side. They begin to go over to the other side, and they approach what? Winds and waves, and they thought they were going to die. Who here has ever felt maybe in some sense or another that you were going to die? In the midst of your storm, you were going to go down and out. But let me just say this. You're sitting here today because God brought you through. God brought you through. And he saw the beginning to the end. And he brought you to the other side. 
of that storm. And so this is what, what he's trying to get through to us is, yeah, there's times and seasons of death and times of trial and times of this or that, but this is a time of victory. And this is the season that you're in. You've come through to the other side of that storm. You've come through to the other side of that storm. Hallelujah. So the ever-living one, living in and beyond time and space, he says, I died, but, I, but see, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys, and I have absolute control and victory over death and over Hades and the realm of the dead. Powerful. I think we just need a reminder of who it is that we serve. The victorious one. And he doesn't leave us. He's with us always in the storm and in our boat of life, taking us through to the other side. Romans 8.37 again says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us. We all may go through different storms in life but I'm sure not one of us is without one. I love times of peace. <laughs> so brace yourself. Because another storm's going to arise, because this is life. <laughs> but he says, hold fast. What are you going to hold fast to? Your profession of faith of what? His promises. And he promised victory. He promised that peace would be still. Amen. So we need to come into agreement with him and hold fast and speak it and declare it. In 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 18, talking about troubles, talking about this life, we are oppressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. Talking to you directly. Right? Sometimes we get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus Christ so that the life of Jesus may be seen in our bodies. I once had somebody ask me, I think it was my little sister, how are you doing what you do when you go through what you go through? And I said, Jesus. Jesus. His grace is sufficient. Paul was going through, I'll say, hell. And he was begging the Lord to take the, the thorn from his flesh from him, the tormenting of the enemy from him. But the Lord said, no, 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 there's a better way. You need to learn that I am with you. You need to learn that my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you feel like you're not strong enough to get through this storm on your own, you are never meant to get through it on your own because I am with you. I'm close beside you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's supposed to encourage us to rely completely with our dependence completely upon him. For those of you who don't know, my family, my personal family, lost a couple loved ones in the last few years. We lost my mom, my dad, and my brother in the last three, four years. And it's not an easy road. And I'm sure all of you have lost loved ones, but having it so like that, that's like a gunshot. In one wound, 
but what I, like we talked about in women's Bible study, I'm grateful, not for what has happened, but for the season that I'm in because it causes us, if you will take the storm, it causes you to lean into the Lord. It causes you to seek him with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. It causes you to depend on his grace and his strength because yours is not enough. And that's what we need to learn. We were never meant to live this life on our own. The only way, in fact, the only way you're going to see victory in that situation is if you lean into Jesus. For he is the author and finisher of your faith. Amen. He's the one who got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. So yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. Verse 12. So we live in the face of death, but at but this has resulted in eternal life for you. We continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. So it gives God glory when you see someone still standing at the end of a storm. It gives God glory when you see someone still praising the Lord with all of their heart, all of their soul, and all of their strength when you know what they're going through, and they're still putting God first. It's showing the way. It's showing the way. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day, and this is the truth. For our present troubles are small, and they won't last very long. They're seasons. Seasons pass. We're, fall is still here for some reason, but right, praise the Lord. I know kids are praying for snow, so maybe just on the 24th and 25th. But fall is still here for a reason. Seasons pass, right? It's just for a time. So if you've been going through something, it's just a season. And God's declaring over you a new season is approaching. You're rolling into it. You're rolling into it. Get on the floor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory vastly outweighing them all that will last forever. We don't look at the troubles that we can see now. This is He's telling us, he's teaching us how to get through a difficult season. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Focus on things above. Look at We don't look at what we can see now, but rather we fix our gaze on things that we cannot see. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says we fix our gaze and focus on things above, not on the things of this earth. What is he saying? He's saying focus on eternity and, and the, the true meaning of life and don't fix your eyes on the tribulation and the trials that come because and don't allow those things to move you. But keep your gaze fixed on me because this is what's eternal. 
So we don't look at those troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that we can't see. For the things we see now will soon be gone like a season. But things we cannot see, eternal things, will last forever. Spiritual things will last forever. So God's teaching us here to deal with it spiritually. How do you do that? Focus on Jesus. He's in the boat with you. He will not leave you in that storm abandoned. He's with you. Welcome him and ask him for grace and strength during the season that you're in. Hallelujah. I'm not going to read all this, but for your notes, um, write down 2 Chronicles 20, 12 through 25. And I'm just going to give you a little highlight of it and read bits of it. So Jehoshaphat is faced against numerous armies. And his army is not very big. And he knows just from numbers, they're going to be defeated. There's no natural way that they're going to win this battle. And for you, there may be no natural way that you're going to overcome this sickness or disease. For you, there may be no natural way that you're going to make ends meet financially for your situation. For you, there may be no natural way that your marriage is going to work out. For you, there may be no natural way that you're going to see a victory. This is Jehoshaphat. He's facing a battle that is sure to lose. But he knows God. But you know God. So he goes to God. God, God, won't you stop them? We're powerless. This is his prayer. We're powerless. We recognize we don't have what it takes in ourselves. We're powerless against them, Lord. We're looking for your help. So he's standing around with Men, women, and children. And a man of God, the Spirit of God rests upon him. And a man of God begins to prophesy and he begins to declare the God of victory. I want to say today that I am the man of God today that is declaring, woman of God, that is declaring to you today, it's your day of victory. Hallelujah. This is what he said. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord God says. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged by these, the, this mighty army. For the battle is not yours but God. Tomorrow march out against them and you will find them coming up through the um, ascent of Ziz. And at the end of the valley where it opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions and stand still and watch the Lord's victory. For he is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Or I could say he is with you, O people of Passion Church. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. King Jehoshaphat, receive that as a word of the Lord. And today, if you'll receive this as a word of the Lord, and I'm telling you, I didn't just say, oh, I want to study on Jehoshaphat or, oh, I want to study on victory. No, it came as a vision and word from the Lord. Fresh manna today. I'm not giving you stale bread. 
King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. And then the Levites and the clans of Korah and Kohath stood to praise the Lord God. What were they doing? They were shouting and singing in victory ahead of time. They were praising the Lord as if he was telling the truth. They already received the victory ahead of time about their situation because they knew God could be trusted. How many of you know that God can be trusted? And if that's the case, then God's declaring to you today that this is your season of victory and whatever army you have been facing is dead. It's dead. Look it. Early the next morning, the army of Judah got up, went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe the Lord your God. Believe his word. And you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets. Or another version says, Believe the word of the prophet. And you will succeed. After consulting with the people, the king appointed praisers and singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord, praising to him for his holy splendor, thanking him for what he said, giving thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. At that very moment that they began to sing in advance, before they saw the victory, that's what faith is, right? Believing and seeing before it happens. The Lord caused the enemy or the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and started to kill every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. When the army of Judah finally arrived, looked out over the wilderness, they, all they saw was dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. That's why I said your enemy's dead. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Do you think God misses an enemy when he tells you you're victorious over something? He's not going to miss. He's a bullseye. King Jehoshaphat and his men went together. Listen to this. They didn't have to fight. And after the battle, after because remember, victory is overcoming and winning a circumstance or a battle or a struggle, right? After the battle, which they didn't even have to fight anymore because it was a season of victory for them, they did this. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out and gathered the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. It took them three days just to collect it all. Put your praise shoes on. God's no respecter of persons. And I'm talking like way back then to now even. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he's no respecter of persons, and he did that for them, he's saying today is your day of victory. He's doing this for you today. Hallelujah. No matter what it is you might be facing, no matter how impossible it may seem to you, with God on your side, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. God's going to fight this battle for you. And that's the reason it's the season of victory. You've tried on your own, and sorry, you failed. Now it's time to give it to the Lord. 
Now it's time to watch him fight it for you and watch him be victorious. There's no struggle. There's no strive. For his yoke is easy. His burden is light. I'm sure standing on the mountain and watching that wilderness, watching that army defeat each other was a whole lot easier than them getting their hands dirty. And that's what God wants to do for you. Hallelujah. And after that, that um, I'll say attack, but <laughs> after that, that, that situation, they enjoyed plunder. And listen to this. This is so amazing. I fully expect that, that God's not going to speak this word of victory over you and you're not going to get the, the reward as well. For I fully expect that you will also enjoy a season of blessing, a season of plunder, a season of breakthrough with this victory. Proof. Proof. Blessing for what you've been through. And the Lord spoke this to me, and this is another word along with this. And, and, and he said that to me, and then he said something to me I didn't quite understand until I read Jehoshaphat. <laughs> I read this after the Lord spoke these words to me, and he said this. When the dust settles, you will see what you've received. And I was like, hmm, I've never heard that. And so I went to do a study, and this Jehoshaphat story came up, and I was just like, wow, you'll see what you've received when the dust settles from this season. Hallelujah. And I just want to read this. Um, let me see. Yes, when the dust settles, you'll see what you received. I want to read this. This is so cool. When I was doing um, a search on when the dust settles, I came across, the, and this, I'm not taking, God's word doesn't return void, right? And I believe there's no um, time or distance in the spirit. So if God gave someone a prophet, prophetic word, um, we can receive it if it's bearing witness. And so I'm not, this is not a word that the Lord gave me, but when I was researching the word the Lord did give me, I came across a prophetic word that was exactly the same words that God gave me. So this prophetic word is called when the dust settles. So... Listen to this, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking this over you today so that you can receive it. If you're facing a spiritual storm today, God wants you to know that the dust will settle soon. It is important to note that when you are facing, when you are in a storm, you must keep your focus on God. Beloveds, God will reorder your steps. God will restore what has been lost. God is faithful, and God is our Redeemer. God cares. God watches over you. God will lead you down path, the paths that he has chosen for you. God will make room for you. God will govern your thoughts, and he will direct you with his wisdom. God will guide you. God will show you the way. God sees you, my beloved. God has seen the rejection. God has seen your pain and the overwhelming circumstances that you have faced. God sees the enemy and what he has done, <clears throat> and he has done everything that he could do to cause you to abandon your destiny. But don't give up, my beloved. 
Keep fighting for when the dust settles, the disappointment and the betrayal that you experienced in prior seasons would have been all worth it. Having in there, beloved, God will cut off the expectations of those who expected your failure. The dust will settle. And in the meantime, let's learn to walk in a greater measure of his grace. Although it hurts, God is pruning us through the pain so that we can bear much greater fruit for his glory. Beloveds, God will get the glory out of your life. God has the final say, and God is here for you. He is not against you, and all his promises shall be fulfilled in your life. Amen. Amen. So be it. That settles it. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You give us the victory to overcome the world. Thank you, Lord. You already defeated our enemy. We do not have to fear the enemy. We do not have to fear trials or storms that may come our way. God, for you are with us. You are in us. You are leading us and guiding us along right paths. You are giving us wisdom and impartation of how to deal with the enemy, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Father. Father, today I release grace and strength that is made perfect in our weakness, Lord. I release grace and strength to each one of our family members here today, Lord, that they would endure this storm and roll into this new season, this season of victory, Lord, with praise on their lips and victory in their dance, Lord. For the Lord has spoken. Let it be so. Let it be be done in the name of Jesus, Lord. We just thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory, Lord. Father, we thank you for this season of victory, God. We thank you ahead of time, Lord, that what you have spoken today is coming to pass, Lord. And Father, I just thank you, Father, for this season that we're coming and rolling into, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. When the snow settles, Lord, when the snow settles, Father, we expect, fully expect our enemies to scatter in the name of Jesus. We fully expect. Lord, Lord, victory, Lord, in every circumstance, in every situation, God, and we go out and receive the plunder. We receive the blessing, Lord, when the dust settles from this battle. Father, we thank you, that, Lord, that we're not going to be standing alone, and we're not going to be standing abandoned, and we're not going to be standing without this thing or that thing, but we're going to be standing blessed, and we're going to be standing full of abundance, full of joy and provision from you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I was excited. I was crying. I was rejoicing as I studied this morning. I had already written the message, but it came as alive, sharper than a double-edged sword as I read it. And then the Lord spoke this word to me. He said, I heard him say, ask me why today is significant. He gave me the question to ask. Ask me why today is significant. I said, okay, Lord, why is today significant? And I heard him say this, and whatever he says to me, he's saying to you today, I heard him say, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. 
I receive today this word. And as I receive the word of the Lord, as Jehoshaphat received the word of the Lord, as, as, as um, Joshua received the word of the Lord that he was to go out into this next season and he was the one who was going to have to lead the people. As we receive it as a word of the Lord, God will watch over his word and perform it in our situation and in our lives. Hallelujah. That's why he said, ask me what's significant about today. If you will receive today as a word of the Lord, today's the start that you're rolling into this new season and it's a season of victory for you today. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you just raise your hands and act like it's so. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just declare. We rejoice in the Lord, Lord. We just thank you and we declare it's a season of victory for your people, God. We just thank you, Lord, that every enemy has to be scattered in the name of Jesus, that you fight our battles for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We just praise you. We just thank you ahead of time, God. We thank you, Lord. You're victorious in our families. You're victorious victorious in our homes. You're victorious in our bodies. You're victorious in our finances. You're victorious in our walk with you. You are victorious, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I serve the devil. Notice, and I command you, right now, every bondage be broken. Right now, every demon, I command you to flee from our homes now, in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just loose the host of heaven to go fight this battle for us now, in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare this is done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It is done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Glorify you, Jesus. Glorify you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Do you have the victory? Do you have the victory? Do you have the victory? Yes, we have the victory. Do you have the victory? Do you see the victory? Do you see the victory? Yes, I see the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. It's okay. Oh, we just thank you, Jesus. If you need to do a lap, it's okay. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can see people like... <laughs> Come on, give a God a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Victory is yours. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. You can have a seat. Hallelujah, if you can. <clears throat> you were really quick to sit down. I wasn't expecting that. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, I knew today would be good. I'm not patting myself on the back. The Lord was speaking to me, and I was so alive. Clayton walked in at the end of me studying this morning, and I was like, today's going to be good. Just knew it. Hallelujah. 
His word is alive. His word is not a lie. And he watches over his word and performs it. Last week we talked about God of miracles and he is still doing miracles. Still be expecting the miracle in your situation that you got prayer over. Begin thanking the Lord for the victory in that situation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stay in faith and keep your eyes focused on him and you will see it. Hallelujah. I'm excited. This is a good season. This is a new season, a season of victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Sure, sir.